Let's jump into the message today. This message was put on my heart. Started it actually, I think, last week. And little did I know what the next week would hold. And the meaning that it has for a couple of those events, one being Franco's passing and the other being the youth event. In both cases, I saw God's glory move. We're going to look at Exodus 33, one of my favorite passages. I know I said that I bought a lot of them, but when it comes to ministry, this is the one that really gives me strength. And it opens with God being frustrated with the children of Israel. He told Moses, I'm not going with you. Take these people, basically. Because God actually said, he did say, if I go with them for a moment, for a minute, I will destroy them. (laughs) You ever felt that way with your family (laughs) on vacation? And this is what God is feeling with the children of Israel. And he actually... Moses has to remind him, now, God, these are your people. (laughs) And Moses begs God to go with them. He said, God, if you don't go with us, I don't want to go. How will anyone else know that we're different from anybody else unless your presence goes with us? And then God says, I will go with you because I know you by name. You found favor with me. He wasn't going for the children anymore. He was going because of his relationship with Moses. And then Moses, I love it because he makes a personal request. Something that he asked the Lord to do for him personally. We'll pick up at verse 17. And the Lord said to Moses, this very thing you have spoken, I will do. For you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. Then Moses said, please show me your glory. I'm glad that you're going with the children. I'm glad for the mission. You've you've said you'll come with us, and I feel better about that. But I need something from you. I need something from you. I'm going to say that again. It don't have the same effect, though. I need something, Lord. Glad you're going to do it for the children of Israel. I'm glad you're going with this. But I want to see your glory. Show me personal. And no matter which way God uses you, you better have his glory for yourself. You better know him yourself been burdened over the last few probably months at the hearing of pastors falling, losing churches and losing their marriage because of dumb mistakes. There's a spirit of seduction out there, men, stay in God's glory. When we talk about God's glory, we're talking about his presence. 
And Moses said, Lord, I want to know your glory. I want to see your glory. And he said, this is what God responded, verse 19, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. But he said, you cannot see my face, for man not, shall not see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you may stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand until I have passed by. I want to talk to you just a few moments today, and I really believe the presence of the Lord is going to blanket this place. And the message is titled, How to Experience God's Glory. How to Experience God's Glory. Father, I thank you today, Lord, that we can celebrate in your presence. Lord, in life, things come our way that are trouble, heartbreaking, disruptive sometimes to what we think, what we thought our perceptions. But Lord, your ways are high above our ways. Your thoughts are high above our thoughts. You deal with eternities. There's no limitations with you. Father, I just pray today that your presence would blanket this place. I know when your glory shows up, everything that needs to be done will be done. Everything that needs to be addressed will be addressed. So I, along with Moses, is asking today, show me your glory. Father, it's a personal request, but it's a request for my people. Let your glory fall in this house. Lord, we need one-on-one -on -one, one -on -one encounters with you. So glad that many of our youth experienced that this week. They'll never be the same. We need that. We need those times with you that mark our lives. That even though we may mess up times afterward, but we know what we have messed up in, what we have been sold ourselves out to, it does not compare to what we've experienced with you. Show us your glory. Would you make that a prayer between you and the Lord now? Make it personal. It's okay. Show me, God, your glory. Show me your presence. Lay your hand on me. There's a stirring in this room right now, and I thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for your glory moving. Thank you, Lord God. Stirring in spirits right now. Your hand, Lord God, laid on us. We need you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, God. A hunger, a spiritual hunger. Thank you, God. A longing for your presence. Lord God, a place where nothing else matters other than being with you. 
continue to lay your hand on our teenagers and our children for they'll never be the same. Never, never, never. Can we just take a moment just to focus on Jesus and thank him for his goodness in your life? How many of you have experienced God's glory? I don't have to define it for you. You know, would you just stand up right where you are and give God praise? Thank you that he marked your life, that there have been experiences with him that changed you forever. And yeah, you may forget about it at times. You may get stressed and worried, but you can go back there in the spirit anytime you want and feel his hand move again on your life. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, let's just raise a hand to the Lord and wave it before him. Say, God, I thank you that you have. You have shown me your glory, and I'm here today asking one more time, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. I need to see you. I want to behold you. I want to know you more. It's your glory. When it shows up, everything changes. We don't have to have our prayer list that we pull out and read. It's your glory that takes care of it, everything, all of it. God, would you do it? Stir our hearts today. Give words today, Lord God, by your presence that changes us forever. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, sweet spirit of God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated if you would like, if you can. It's fine. We, I'm just going to, I may not get to all of this today because I want us to have a time of just prayer. There are two types of God's glory. The first one is described as kabod. And it's the glory that is felt. Glory that is felt. Aren't you thankful that we have a God that allows us to feel his presence? We know we don't go by feelings. Your faith is not based on your feelings. It's based on the truth of God's word. But God loves us so much, he allows us to feel his presence. What a love for us. Unholy vessels that are only made worthy because of his presence in our life. Purchased, we were purchased by Christ. He made the way. But we're able to experience his presence on this earth. Frail, sinful humans that God allows us to feel his presence. And it's the kabod of God's glory. Sometimes it may be felt as heat. Sometimes it may be felt as a chill. Sometimes a joy. Sometimes there may be a weightiness to it. Sometimes you may tremble. Sometimes you may have a peace. Just an overwhelming peace. One thing you can be sure of, whenever you experience the kabod of God's glory, it will be wonderful. You will know this is what I was created for, to have his presence, to fellowship with his presence. And it will give you the desire to experience him more.
there's Kelly, would you come up? I asked Kelly to have a couple of the teenagers to share from this last week. I went up Tuesday to experience their son their Tuesday night service, and I felt God's glory. I uh, saw his glory move. I won't share much because I want Kelly to share any of the kids, but it was it was so amazing. To tell you the effect that God's presence had, a room with hundreds of teenagers, and the speaker got up and said, he was from Brazil, and apparently God is still doing an amazing work in Brazil. He said, God told me there's going to be an encounter tonight. And he began to call out sicknesses and diseases, asking kids to stand up, said a prayer, said, if you have been touched, you know God did something, or you feel him doing it now, come up, and the altars were flooded with kids. There was no hype. There was no, there was no video going. It was the presence of God settled in that place, and you could have heard a pin drop. How many of you know that's a miracle with a few kids, much less hundreds? But God's presence showed up and commanded their attention, and he did a wonderful work in their lives. Yeah, I mean, think about hundreds of teenagers were on their face. There was, I don't think there was one standing. Uh, there, there were, if there were, there were very few, but hundreds were on their face because God's glory was so heavy on that place, it was unreal. But you know the real reason why that, one of the main reasons is when we go to camp, we go to camp expectant. We expect God to move, and we, and that's what we need to do. On Sunday mornings, we need to come expecting God to move. And that's the same glory I felt when I went to Asbury. I mean, it, it, it was, in fact, that was the heaviest I've ever felt it. We, we were, it was just, it, we just expected. And that's why, that's why it was so awesome there because people would come there, y'all. These teens would come there with, with how, troubles at home. With, with problems, with depression, and all of these things, but they, some of them even come to camp as a last-ditch effort before they decide to take their own life. They come expecting or, or wanting something to happen, and it did. Let me tell you, God's glory really fell on that place, and it was awesome. And thank you all for those who gave to make it possible for those others that couldn't to go. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly, and your team that Sarah and Jen that went and gave of their time to help make it happen. That's the kabod of God's glory. There's another type of glory. There's, it's described as Shekinah glory, and that's glory that is seen. Now, I don't know if I've ever seen God's glory. I've seen the effects of God's glory. What he described Tuesday night, what we talked about Tuesday night, we saw the effects of God's glory. In Exodus 34, it says, When Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. They actually had to put a veil over his face so the people can look at him because God's glory, his Shekinah glory, was seen on Moses' face. I remember hearing about when Brownsville Revival was going on in Pensacola, Florida, that they actually had a time where the, the fire department showed up and came in the building because someone driving by on the interstate saw the building on fire. 
And that was the Shekinah glory of God that settled on the rooftop of that church as a blaze. And they thought it was actually a fire, that the building was on fire. Man, may God's Shekinah glory fall in such a way that it gets other, other people's attention. Amen. And God desires for you and I to experience his glory. I don't know your background, but I can tell you this. If you belong to him, he wants you to experience his glory. He wants to reveal himself to you in greater ways. One definition of glory is magnificent. He wants to show you his magnificence. He wants to show you more about him because he understands that if you know him more, you'll love him more and you'll want to know him more. There are two ways that the glory of God is shown. Moses asked, Lord, show me your glory, and God responded, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you the name, the Lord, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. So when Moses said, Lord, show me your glory, this is the way God responded. In two ways, he shows his glory to us. The first one is this. The glory of God is shown through his goodness. Aren't you so thankful for that? He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. It's his goodness that we experience. The glory of God is what we experience through Jesus Christ. When the Holy Spirit reveals the Savior to us, and we receive Christ, and the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. It's the goodness of the Lord that we're able to be saved. Amen? His goodness is shown to us through Jesus Christ. John 1, 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Aren't you glad if you've received Christ, you've experienced the glory of God through the goodness shown to us through Jesus Christ? It's his goodness that toward us. He said, I will be merciful. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious to. God's glory is shown by his goodness. But also the glory of God is shown to us by his greatness. I love it when he told Moses this. He said, I will make all my goodness pass before you and will proclaim before you my name, the Lord. That the Lord is so great that he is the only one that's able to declare how great he is. He said, I will declare my name before you. I will declare the Lord, my name, the Lord. His own name, Lord, is Jehovah in Hebrew. It's the proper name of God. It has a literal meaning of I am the one who is. It has also a meaning of self-existing one or eternal one. God said, I'm just going to, I'll tell you how great I am because you just don't even know it yet. And the Bible mentions many other names that, uh, that were given to God that expresses his greatness and goodness, and just to name a few, El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, El Elyon, the Lord Most High, Jehovah Nisi, the Lord my banner, Jehovah Raha, the Lord my shepherd, 
Jehovah Rapha that we sang earlier, the Lord that heals. Jehovah Shama, the Lord is there. Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Mikadishkim, the Lord who sanctifies you. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. Jehovah Saboth, the Lord of hosts. The Lord is great. And he is the I am. He says that I am. So the way I see that, what do you need? I am. He is the I am. I can take care of that. He is beyond all. No one else can speak of his greatness. No one else knows it, his complete greatness. We give the, the word gives us these names trying just so that we can relate to him, but he's beyond all. And he desires to show you more of himself. Now I want to talk briefly about the place The Lord told Moses that there is a place by me where you shall stand on a rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock and will cover you with my hand until I pass by. There's a place that God wants you to be. He'll help you to be there so you can see his glory. It's the place, the right place in your notes. The right place is the place of relationship that there is a place by God that you can stand on a rock, and that is symbolic of Jesus, who is the rock of our salvation. When you have a relationship with Jesus, you're in the right place to experience God's glory. Please hear me. You'll never deserve to experience God's glory. Jesus Christ puts you in the place to experience the glory of God. I won't go into it for time's sake, and I've shared many of my stories with you already, but I can tell you as a young man who had given my heart to Christ but had a lot of hang-ups, many times I would come, going on my own way, I would be confronted with the glory of God. Nothing that I did to deserve it. Even with all of my hang-ups and mess-ups, God's presence would show up and I would recognize this is God. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? How many of you have had those times that he just shows up and he reveals himself to you? Jesus makes us righteous. Second Corinthians says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I am just convinced that many times God's glory is there and we may not even recognize it. Have a relationship with Jesus so you can hear that whisper when he says, here, and I want you to go to this. Spend that time with the Lord, with His, with His presence, so you'll be familiar when His glory shows up. 
Again, you can't earn it. It comes from a place of relationship, though, through Jesus Christ. Man, give him permission to mess up your life, Brian. Mess me up, God. I don't have to have my own way. I want your way. The Bible says that we are not our own, that we were bought with a price. Give him permission. God, show up anytime, Evan. Tell him, Lord, show up anytime in my life and I'll be obedient. And you will live a wonderful life. It's a place of relationship. It does also come from a place of holiness. Again, it's not earned. But when the Holy Spirit moves in, He makes you holy. He leads us to holiness. He said, when my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock. The Lord wants to set us apart, set you apart. He said, I will put you in the cleft of the rock. I will put you in a place that's apart but secure, safe, where you can focus on me. Isn't that a wonderful God? He wants you to be apart. Yes, affect the world, but not blend with the world. Scripture tells us, 1 Peter, but as he who called you is holy, you must also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And again, that's the perfecting work of the Holy Spirit in us. He's the one that makes us holy. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. That as we're pursuing the Lord, the Bible says, find out what pleases the Lord, and the Holy Spirit helps us. And as we pursue his leading, we're set apart as unto the Lord. And nothing else satisfies. Nothing else. When you experience God's glory, you may try other things, but you know it's second best. Nothing else satisfies. Dads, please. Please pray that God would lay their hands on your kids' lives. I know moms, you do it too. Champion that, that, Lord, you would mess up my kids' lives for you. That should they give in to some temptation that Satan would send their way, they know it's not going to satisfy them. I know this is a, a different message. Just hang with me, okay? comes from a place of ministry. Would you stand, please?
God said, I will put you in a cleft of the rock, and I will cover you with my hand till I have passed by. When God lays his hand on your life, he anoints you for ministry. Yes, it's a blessing. But it's an impartation of his power. David said, Lord, you have laid your hand on me. We see in the Bible that when hands are laid, power is transferred. And God wants you to experience his glory. And he wants to lay his hand on you for ministry. Is that full-time? No, I mean, it may be, but that's not ministry. We're all called to ministry. It came with salvation. It came with the Holy Spirit. Every one of us, business men, business women, housewife, whatever you could name, you're, you have a ministry. It's a ministry. I remember going to mission school, and they said the Great Commission begins at home. Please don't save the world if, if you're not affecting your own. But affect your own, man. To fulfill the ministry God's got for you. Second Timothy says, for this reason, I remind, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Paul telling Timothy, fan it into flame. Man, be thankful for the presence of God in your life. Be thankful for what he's got you to do. Man, it's wonderful. Jesus said, I've given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Mark 16, and Franco quoted this scripture, read this scripture last week, and these signs shall follow those or accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Two weeks ago, I had a dream, and my dreams are very detailed. When I dream, I don't sleep good. I sleep better when I don't dream. But this was a dream I won't. I will say that I don't know who all was involved, but we made a T-shirt, and the T-shirt said on the front, ask me if you need prayer. And the T-shirt on the back said, ask me if you need Jesus. And it went viral. It was like everywhere. I mean, if a T-shirt could go viral, I guess we sold them everywhere. And I go to this conference this week, and what's the back of the shirt? They have a shirt. Does your shirt say it? So who has the shirt on? Abigail, come here for a minute. Would you be my model? And um, we're going to do the shirt, I think. But anyway, uh, they had this shirt that said, I can't remember what it said, ask me about Jesus. Then give it up for Abigail if you would. 
and um, as people were wearing the shirt, the the not that I saw instances, but I knew people were were getting touched. People were asking for prayer. People were asking for Jesus as you wore the shirt. And then I heard the Lord right before I woke up. He said, the next awakening is coming in the streets. That means you are doing the ministry. The church was is going to be discipleship and celebration, but it's to be sent out. And I believe that with all my heart. We're going to see that. It's going to happen in the streets, on your job, at the gas station. Don't get so hung up on gas prices and shortages that you rant and rave when the Holy Ghost may want you to go in there and lay hands on somebody and see them healed. Would you bow your head, please? Lord, I don't even know if I delivered this message the way you want it. So I'm asking you to do some correction there if you need be. But I know the end result that you want. You want to lay your hand on your people for ministry. You want them to experience your glory. There are some, Lord God, for various reasons that have become cold in their walk with you. They've lost the joy of their salvation. I know I've been there. And maybe today is just a formality that they came. Today, would you fan into flame your presence? You would ask the, if you would desire the Lord today, you say, I just need to see his glory. I'm not asking for everybody to raise their hand, that's okay. But if you would say, I know for me, I need to see his glory today. I want to see his glory. Would you just raise your hand? Oh God, would you ask him, Lord, show me your glory? Show me. Show me your glory. If you know what his glory feels like, you've experienced it. Raise the other hand if you would. God, show me your glory. I've experienced you. And I'm asking today once again that you would pour out on me. Pour out on me, Lord God. I want to be close. I want to be close. There's a place near you as where I want to be. Through a relationship, I want my relationship better. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I want my heartbeat for those things that are right and pleasing to you. I don't want to be tempted anymore, Lord God. I don't want to be trapped in looking. I don't want to even let it be a second thought anymore. I know it doesn't compare with your glory. Set your hand on my life, Lord God. Set me apart. Place your hand on me for ministry. Would you make that your prayer? Lord God, I pray that you would let your presence fall in such a way. I'm asking for the same for my life, Lord God. Every day I need your presence. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. If there's sin in your life, let's go ahead and just let the Lord take care of that, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me so much that you gave your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sins. I'm a sinner or I have sinned and I need forgiveness. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I do want to close with one last verse, and you can hang around the altars if you want. But just something to take with us. As Jesus came to where Lazarus was dead, and he was confronted by Martha and said, Lord, if you had been here, if you had been here, my son, my, my brother would not be dead, basically. And he tells him to roll away the stone. And, and Martha says, Lord, no, he's been dead four days. He stinks. It's an odor. And I love what God said, what Jesus said, excuse me. Jesus said to her, did, not, not, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Let's believe God this week. Amen. Let's believe for miracles. Let's believe for salvations. Watch what you let come out of your mouth. Speak God's word. Speak God's promises. And let's believe this week to see God's glory. And I believe we will. Let me bless you before you leave. The Lord bless you and keep you. First, let me say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for showing up at this house. Thank you, Lord, that your presence has moved and you are moving and we receive what you would have us to do Lord in the name of Jesus now the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious toward you the Lord lift up his face toward you excuse me and give you peace God bless you have a great Sunday everyone